Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello, hello. This episode is brought to you by patrons. Some of them are like you. Support Switchcraft and my other content at patreon.com slash run jump stomp. I can assure everybody, this is a video game podcast, not a business podcast. But Nintendo seems to be very good at stretching out this good news that they've uh, they predicted two million units to sell in March, and they ended up uh, shipping two point seven four million units, and those units did sell out. Now that's really great, and I try not to spend too much time talking about the business side of things. Uh, but Eric Bright, who is the senior director of merchandising at Nintendo or at GameStop, I'm sorry, uh, he said that it is a, that the Switch is exceeding their expectations. Um, he then said, "We knew it would be a high demand product, but our Switch allocations are selling not in days but in hours." I talked about this last week. What I did not talk about last week is that Nintendo actually had, in order to make sure that they got consoles in the hands of people who wanted to buy them, they were shipping them by air instead of by ship, which is a lot more expensive. Uh, They said that we carried uh, some of the switches by plane in March to serve our customers more promptly. This was a spokesman from Nintendo. Uh, As big of a profit... I'm sorry, air is a big profit squeezer, uh, because it could cost us an additional 5,000 yen per unit. Um, that's an extra cost of about $45 per console. Now, I don't know if you are aware or not, but Nintendo, uh, or not Nintendo, somebody, I can't remember who, did a breakdown of the parts that are in a Nintendo Switch, and they extrapolated the estimated cost to make one of these things. And it came out to be about... I think it was $256 no, $265 to make one. And now they've got an MSRP of $299. Well, $45 per console, that comes out to Nintendo is making just about zero on shipping those consoles by air. So I think it's good that they did that. It sucks for their bottom line, but it's good that they did that because it's more important that they sell those consoles because then they can later turn around and sell games for them. So I'm not sure where the original article came from, but somebody pointed, I found it on Reddit, somebody pointed out that the sync button on your controllers, also a power button for the controller, which is awesome. Uh, Sometimes I will switch controllers. So let's say that I'm playing, um, I don't know, we'll say I've been playing Zelda, and I decide that I feel like playing Puyo Puyo Tetris. Well, I actually very much prefer the Joy-Cons for Puyo Puyo Tetris. I think that the four separated D-pad buttons are really good for that uh, compared to the D-pad of the Pro Controller. I'm probably in the minority there. But all I have to do, what I was doing before, is I would go into the settings menu, 
And in the settings menu, I would hit the change grip order menu. And then once that's up, I would put my pro controller down and use the joy cons in order to connect those instead. Well, you don't actually have to do that. What you do instead is just push the sync button on the pro controller and it shuts off. Then pick up your joy cons and activate those and you're all set. And you can even do this in order to make sure that player one is player one. Let's say that you've got a, a, a young kid and that kid really likes to be player one. All you got to do is shut off all the controllers and then turn them on in the order that you want them on. And sure enough, you can determine who's player one just like that. Just so, just a little PSA for everybody. I think that that's awesome. Nintendo should tell somebody about this. So there have been some rumors going around that Nintendo is working on a Bowser video game. I don't know if they are or not, but the source of the rumor is that Nintendo has applied for a Koopa trademark for a, the for a number of uses. I can't talk or read today. Um, it, the uses are listed as program for home video game console, etc., and for clothing, etc. Uh, the trademark application was made on uh, February 24th. Now, there's no confirmation from Nintendo that's saying whether or not they're, we're going to be getting a Bowser video game. They could just be hedging their bets or covering their bases or whatever metaphor you want to use. What do you guys think of the idea of a Bowser video game? We've never really had one before. I mean, the closest that we've had was Mario & Luigi Bowser Inside Story, where you were controlling Bowser by controlling Mario and Luigi while they were inside Bowser because like, he ate them or whatever ridiculous story it was. I kind of like the idea of playing as Bowser. He's, you know, the, I mean, there there are issues. He seems like a very slow-moving character, so you have that to contend with. It, it's really fun to play fast-moving characters, and if somebody plods along really slowly, it might feel boring, if anybody can pull it off, Nintendo can. Uh, they're very good at turning odd things into fantastic gameplay. That's why I'm I'm a huge fan. I really like what they do. It would be cool to play as Bowser. Now, what I don't want from a Bowser game is I don't want to have to go and kidnap Peach. I want Bowser to, I, I want Bowser to have been falsely accused of something. You know, make him the good guy. Don't make him the bad guy because it's too easy to make him the bad guy. I think it would be much cooler if they did something kind of like in Super Mario Sunshine where where and if you haven't played Super Mario Sunshine, I I won't spoil anything cuz you know, huge spoiler sto story spoilers for a Mario game, but uh uh Mario it lands on some island and it turns out that there's somebody who looks like Mario um who has been painting graffiti everywhere. And so they they convict Mario and make him clean up the island. All right, that's cool. That's the kind of thing that I would like to see with with a possible Bowser game. I want to see Bowser having to deal with false accusations, and nobody believes him because he's been a bad guy so often. I think it'd be really cool, and I would love to see like the different powers that they could give him. What kind of game would it be, though? Would it be a platformer? Would it be an RPG? I don't know. What 
kind of Bowser game do you guys want? That's what I want to know. Why don't you guys write in or shout at me on Twitter and uh, let me know. Twitter's Run Jump Stomp and uh, the email is runjumpstomp at gmail.com. All right, May 18th, which is coming up soon. That's the day Thumper will come to the Switch. Now, Thumper is not the rabbit from Bambi. Well, it is, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about, and this is a weird description, a rhythm violence game. Really odd way to describe a game. I looked at some footage of it, and it's a rhythm game. You're in what looks to be like a spaceship, and you're flying down a track. And as you fly down the track, there's things that you have to interact with. Think of like Guitar Hero, where the notes fall down and you have to hit the button at the right time. Only this time, instead of it being based on the melody, it's based on the rhythm. So you got to make sure that you hit the rhythm right. And it's very trippy looking um, visuals. And I'm, I'm, I'm kind of impartial to this. However, a few important notes about Thumper on the Switch is that it's going to have full HD rumble support. That sounds kind of rad. I'm really interested in that because this game is all about the beat and being able to feel that in the controllers. That sounds really cool. So I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, they they did say that the handheld mode uh, is 720p 60 frames per second. The TV mode is 1080p 60 frames per second, and it looks really good. I don't really get why it's called a, what did they say, a rhythm violence game? Because it didn't seem violent. It just seemed like a spaceship flying down a track. But maybe there's stuff that I haven't seen yet. So anyway, that's on March 18th. And if you are the kind of person who likes rhythm games, then I think that this might be right up your alley, especially with the HD Rumble support. I think that that's the one thing about this game that's selling it to me. Hopefully, the music in the game is good. By the way, the music is mostly by, uh, like, the like one of the developers is in a band. I think it's Lightning something. I can't remember now. It's it's something Lightning, and all, all, their mu- all the music in the game is from that band. So, it's kind of got, like, a dubstep, techno, dark music to it, and it's kind of cool. We'll see how it is. I don't know how much of that you can really take at a time. All right, everybody, I've got great news for you guys. I honestly should have led with this, but it's the newest story that I saw. And that is that we now have confirmation from the producer of ARMS. I'm going to butcher this name. I'm going to do my best. Please don't be mad, everybody. Kasuke Yabuki. Don't hold a grudge, people. I'm doing my best. Uh, Yabuki had, was, had an interview with, um, oh gosh, who was he interviewing with? I can't remember now, but anyway, I'll just tell you his words. Uh, he said, the true feel of arms comes when you are holding both, 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 when you're holding both Joy-Con controllers in the thumbs up grip. You can throw punches from each hand with real precision as you dash or jump around allowing for a lot more depth in your fighting style. It's possible to throw a straight punch as a feint for your first blow and then curve your second punch where the opponent runs to. But ARMS doesn't require you to use the motion controls. 
I hope people will pick the play style that suits them. Because we are use because we were using motion controls, he worked we worked hard to make sure that while you could simply play by waving your hands, you couldn't win against a good player by just doing that. Making games accessible while still maintaining plenty of depth is a never-ending problem in video game development, and we've taken on that challenge with arms as well. And I, I think that it's great that they're that I love that that last part, making sure that a game is accessible while still maintaining plenty of depth. I can't find a better example of this than Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe added in auto steering so that you can't drive off a cliff uh, and auto acceleration so that you don't have to hold down the gas button all the time. Now, when when that information was revealed, a lot of people were like, oh, you don't even have to play the game. The game just plays plays itself for you. Sure, you're not going to win any races that way, but you can do that. What does that really do? It allows people who don't play games to play games with people who often play games. And I think that's a powerful thing. It, it it broadens the gamer base, which is what Nintendo has always been, well, maybe not always, but it's what Nintendo has been talking about doing ever since they started with the Wii. They were like, we need, we need to make a pool of customers bigger. So that's why we do this casual stuff. Well, now it seems like they're they're they've they've taken it to the next level where sure there's some casual stuff, but that casual stuff also has depth. When you look when you go back and you look at Wii Sports, Wii Sports was a casual game. It did not have a lot of depth. It was incredibly fun, very addictive, and accessible as well. But there was very little depth to it. So it seems like Nintendo is taking what they've learned from that and they're bringing it forward to games like ARMS and like Mario Kart 8 Deluxe to give them more depth but still remain accessible. So I can sit down with a four-year-old and we can play a game and that four-year-old doesn't get super sad and frustrated when they continually drive off of the edge of Rainbow Road. Because it is really frustrating to drive off the edge of Rainbow Road. Now, if I am playing it, I make sure that the um, auto steering is turned off. Why would I do that? Well, there's shortcuts in the game that you can only take when auto steering is turned off. Sometimes when you get close to the edge, the game kind of feels like it's fighting you, trying to keep you from, like it's trying to save you, and you're like, stop trying to save me, I've got this. So if you're somebody who's played these games a lot, you're better off having that off. Now, that being said, I will say, I did not realize what auto acceleration was. Like, I thought it was just going to drive and brake for you. It is basically just always hold down A. Always hold down A. And that is awesome. So I've got that turned on, and I've been using it. And I've actually beat um, all of the 200cc... I unlocked Gold Mario through doing all of the 200cc and earning gold on all of them. And I did that because I, not because I didn't have to hold down the A, but I felt like it really made it a lot easier. Because holding down A 
while hitting the R button so that you can drift, and then reaching over and hitting the B button at the same time. There's a little too much finger gymnastics, and it there's no skill involved in holding down A. That's not a thing that is hard to do. Anybody can hold down A. It's hitting the brakes at the right time that's important. So I really like the auto acceleration, and if you haven't turned it on, just check it out and try it out. First off, you are going to have some trouble at first because you're going to be like, okay, I want to, it feels weird to not hold the gas all the time in a Mario Kart game. But I didn't realize it was something that I've always kind of wanted in a racing game so that I don't have to, like, because I always get that dent in my thumb because I, I can't tell my brain to stop pushing harder, even though pushing harder doesn't make you go faster. Anyway, this isn't about Mario Kart. It's about arms. And I'm really happy to report that now we have confirmation that you don't have to use motion controls in this game. This game just keeps looking better and better. All right, guys, we're all done with news, and gameplay is now up, but I haven't had any time to play anything other than Mario Kart 8. So I played a lot of Mario Kart 8. I got all of the 200cc races done. I didn't get three stars on all of them. I'm, I'm going to go back and try that eventually. I've unlocked a lot of the car parts. I've had an absolute blast with that game. But between my daughter's uh, jazz concerts and my son's Taekwondo uh, tournaments, I haven't had any time to play. So I even had to cancel one of my streams this week. So next week should be a little better. Should have a little more time to play games. And hopefully we'll have something to talk about. Now, NBA Playgrounds, I believe, comes out next week. Let me pause my recording for just a second and look. And through the magic of time travel, I was able to pause it, find out, and the answer is May 9th. So that game comes out on Tuesday. Now, Tuesday just happens to be the next episode of Switchcraft. So uh, will I have anything to talk about then? I don't know. Here's the thing is that usually I record Tuesday's episode on Monday. I post it to the Patreon on Monday night so that the patrons can listen to it early, and then I post it to the regular feed on Tuesday. And let's say that it even comes out on, I mean, let's say that I pick up the game on Tuesday. Well, first off, I won't be able to get it until after work, and then I'll get home, and I'll play it, and then i got to record the podcast, so I really won't have much experience with it. I won't be able to really say much about it. So I, I would say... Look for, I mean, unless something crazy happens, look for my impressions of NBA Playgrounds next Thursday, the 11th. Um, and if you're listening to this and the 11th has already gone by, why is taking you so long to get through my episodes? They're supposed to be short. I don't know how long this episode is. I should probably shut up when I say things like that because my guess is that this episode is probably around 30 minutes and I wanted to keep them less than 20 I think I've only done that once. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with me. I just don't know when to shut up. Anyway, NBA Playgrounds coming out next week. I'm excited. Are you? Well, everybody, that's all the time that we have this week. If there's a story that I missed, please let me know. You can do in a whole bunch of different ways. You can shout at me on Twitter at RunJumpStomp. You can use the hashtag AskSwitchCraft. 
You can send me an email, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Use the subject line switchcraft. You can leave a voicemail, 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260-786-5867. All of those are ways that you can communicate with me. If you want to support the show, free ways to do it. iTunes review. Doesn't cost a thing. Makes my life better. Thank you. You can go to use my Amazon affiliate link. That also doesn't cost you a thing, and it actually gives me money. I don't know how that works. I think it's magic. Oh, yeah. Uh, my wife is making Nintendo Switch dock socks as well as these cool zippered pouches. They can hold... They, they, they're big enough to hold the 3DS with some room to spare. So if you're going to be picking up one of those new Nintendo 2DS XL, ridiculous name, um, I can't help myself but make fun of that name. Every time that I say it, it is really annoying to have to say all that. I know that I could just say 2DS XL, but the naming convention of that entire line of systems is bananas. Bananas, I'd say. Bananas. Um. Oh, yeah, the zippered pouches. Uh, my wife tested it. She put like seven amiibo in there to see, uh, cause my son was like, oh, you know, he wanted to bring amiibo with him when he was going places. And she was like, well, let's try this. And that works very well. I was able to fit an NES classic in the pouch with a controller. So anyway, I'll shut up about it now. If you want to know ways to support the show, just go to runjumpstomp.com slash support. Uh, there you'll find links to Patreon, Etsy, uh, the Amazon link that I told you about, all those things and more.